production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are some do's and don'ts for your brand and yourself on LinkedIn? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host, and I'm joined on this episode by Carrie Carnes, who is the Public Affairs Specialist with the Bonneville Power Administration. Carrie, thanks for joining me. Hey, Andy, it's great to be here. Great to hear you again. It's been been a little bit since the Nick. Yeah. So Carrie and I met at the Nick, and uh, I don't know. This may happen to uh, the listeners too, but if you ever if you ever meet somebody and you realize pretty quick they have more coolness in like their little pinky finger than you do in your whole self, that's what it was like when I met Carrie. Uh, she was part of she was a part of she was a, a part of three panels at the Nick. She led the yoga in the mornings. I mean, just a just a, a cool speaker, cool person. Glad to meet you, and glad that you were able to um, uh, to record with us on this one. We're going to be talking about LinkedIn because that was one of the sessions uh, Carrie did. That was her her Nick talk, and uh, we're going to talk about both the the brand and the business side, and a little bit about the personal side as well. Um, so, Carrie, let's dive in. What are some things? Um, that are some of the very basics. If somebody, if somebody's organization or their utility is not involved in LinkedIn, um, wh- where do they, where do they start? Right. Well, I, I will back up and 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 link this back to the Nick. So one of the things I did when I was talking to people, and um, imagine if you will. So I asked the the room of attendees. I said, raise your hand if you have a personal LinkedIn page, and every single person in the room raised their hand. And then I, you know, said, put your hands down. And then I asked, how many of you have a business page? And, you know, some hands kind of, you know, some went up and then some kind of waffled because here we are with communicators and they weren't even sure if their company had a a company profile on LinkedIn. Now, I'd already done my homework and I found that about maybe two thirds of the people had company pages or the businesses there, the utilities and organizations had a company page. But that was still a lot of folks that didn't. And some of them had something that I deemed even worse than not having a company page. And that's having something called an unclaimed page. And what that means is that there's people on LinkedIn, often usually employees that are already talking about your company and you're not, you're not getting credit for that. You're not even on there so that if they talk about you and they try to tag you, it's going nowhere. And so I really encourage people out of the gate, you know, if they were looking for high level or super deep dive, it's like you have to walk, you know, you have to, you have to crawl before you run. And so really just making sure that you have a LinkedIn company page. And if people are saying, oh, I don't need that, you know, we link our audience isn't on LinkedIn, our audience is our, um, our customers, and that's not where we would interface with them. Well, I can, you know, we can either talk about that now or talk about that later, why every business should be on LinkedIn. Even if you don't think about you need to be on LinkedIn as a company, you need to be on LinkedIn. Yeah, let's let's jump in there and talk about the audience. So, um, when the the social media stats that we've got, um, you know, when when you're talking about the consumers of um, uh, either a, a, a rural broadband provider or of a, a utility, Facebook is still, from what we've seen, Facebook's still the 800 pound gorilla. You know, it's still it's still where most of the eyeballs are. Um, but LinkedIn has uh, has turned from something that people only look at when they're looking at a job. Uh, to being a pretty pretty solid professional network, and and it sounds like um, like a, as you're saying, a place where businesses need to be. They do, and so um, like many things in life, you need to to swallow the bitter pill that it's not all about you, 
And so okay. you're, <laughs> I don't mean you personally, Andy, but just in general <laughs> as, as communicators. But, hey, you know, if the shoe fits, <laughs> I'll wear it. it so LinkedIn is, yes, it is absolutely about job hunters. And so I do want to talk about that just briefly because we, we know as an industry, I think we've seen the stats that um, a lot of our industry is, is retiring. And how, are, how do we attract new talent to public power, to the energy industry as a whole, to the utility industry? And so we should be on LinkedIn for um, you know, prospective job hunters to attract high quality talent. We need to be on LinkedIn. But the other reason that I believe that all companies should be on LinkedIn is it's also about your employees. LinkedIn and having a company page, having an identity that that employee can tie themselves to professionally, um, it, it, it's about pride. It's about ownership. And so um, it's, it's not totally about you. It's about your employees. And, and so if you kind of put your employees in the center of this, um, giving them a place to recognize themselves as an employee of your company, uh, there's, there's, again, we can talk more about the you know, all the opportunities there, but think really about your employees, um, not necessarily your, your rate payers, your customers, but your employees and your prospective hires. Those are really the audiences. And as with any good communications, you know, segment your audiences, you know, you, you might use quit Twitter for one thing, you know, outages, you might use Facebook for outages plus, you know, some feel good stuff. Um, and then LinkedIn, add that to your toolbox with the, and segment your audience further into employees and prospective hire, hires. Sure. Let's dive into your presentation a little bit more. So what are, what are some, some do's and don'ts or some good examples um, uh, of what you've seen uh, folks doing? Um, you know, let's dive in a little deeper. It, once you decide that this, it's where you need to be and you claim your page, then what? Sure thing. Uh, what I'll call the low hanging fruit. And I know that that is like so overplayed as, as a, a term, just like, you know, put it in the parking lot, put a pin in it. All right. Low hanging fruit. Um, please, if you're, if you're only going to spend a little bit of time on LinkedIn at the bare minimum, just optimize your page. And what optimizing means is have your logo make sense, right? So there's always this, this option, you know, you can think about your personal LinkedIn page. You've usually headshot and a banner photo. Well, it's the same thing for a company page. You put your logo. Um, that's what I would recommend your logo in that, um, kind of the, where the, your profile photo would go and your banner photo. And don't just throw any old banner photo up. This is pretty prime real estate. And at the Nick, I, I took my time in advance, you know, know your audience. And I actually combed through all the, um, the LinkedIn accounts of, of the companies that were attending the Nick. And I called out, uh, Umatilla Electric. I thought that their banner photo spoke volumes. And it wasn't just a pretty picture, not that there's anything wrong with pretty pictures, but it was what I believe was a group photo of all of their employees. And to me, I was like, you know what, if I'm an employee, I I can see myself in this. And if I'm a prospective employee, you know, I I can also potentially see myself in this. So for their, you know, audience and for LinkedIn, I felt like they really nailed the banner photo. Um, It's also an opportunity as you're optimizing, just have your website have your URL in there. Um, I don't know, you know, if you ever go, like think about going to a website, maybe for a restaurant, and you're trying to find their phone number, their hours of operation, you know, the really basic stuff. So think of it that way. If somebody stumbles upon your page, what what do you need to give them? Is it, um, you know, your website, uh, your outage? You know, I, again, I wouldn't say like, don't mix the, the audiences, but at a minimum, maybe have it linked to if you have a careers page, like, you know, company dot 
you know, org.com forward slash careers, that would be a great one to put in that website section, um, that field. And then um, your about section. So at a bare minimum, the about section can be where you put other information like your phone number, your lobby hours, but also maybe your values. So this is your snapshot. Think of it almost like your dating profile. And so if you're not going to do anything, if you're like, you know, Carrie, this is great, but I don't really have a whole lot of time. Like I'm not only wearing the communications kind of marketing hat, you know, customer relations, you know, legislative affairs, I'm wearing so many hats, then do yourself and your company a favor and just logo, banner photo, website, about section done. But if you want to dive a little deeper, um, I just want to throw out a couple of stats. I know stats are kind of you know hard because on, on podcast, but I, I'll just share one. Engaged employees. So again, if we're segmenting our audience and we're realizing that LinkedIn is about our employees, engaged employees are 14 times more likely to share their organization's LinkedIn content. So I don't have the comparison of, let's say, Facebook. But I'm pretty darn sure that it's a it's a lot higher because you have to think about it. Your employees are going there for a particular reason. You know, maybe they're job hunting. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're teeing themselves up to look like, um, you know, an expert or a thought leader. And they're going to want to curate their own content and they're going to want to share it from reputable sources that include um, their own company. So if you do have the bandwidth, like maybe you're like, hey, Carrie, I wear all those hats, but I do have the bandwidth to actually start, you know, putting stuff out on on LinkedIn. What you know, maybe what should I what should I put out? Um, I wouldn't recommend outage. I would keep kind of like that clearly delineated, like let's keep outage comms separate. But this would be, you know, if you're doing um, if you're out in the community, if you're your your member meetings, like maybe those the photos um uh, of, of, you know, people, whether it's they're handing out, um, led light bulbs, or, you know, maybe you've got great events that you do in the community during the holidays, or, you know, these type of give back or donation drives or whatever you do, or, um, you know, people in the field, if you've got your line crews or the, the people at the front desk who are, you know, your, your, your frontline customer service reps, um, this is also an opportunity to even consider creating new content, which I know nobody wants to have more work added to their plate. But for example, at BPA, we do um, employee profiles and team profiles, and we really want to humanize the work that we do. And the best way to do that is is to put a face with, in, in our instance, a federal agency, but to put a face with your company. So um, be thinking about your audiences when you post to LinkedIn, because obviously if you post, you know, photos of your customer service reps on LinkedIn and you, you know, you say something great about them, they're most likely to share that. True. I've always said uh, one of my basic tenets of, of marketing communications is that your, your website can tell people what you do, but your social media feeds is, is that's where you tell them who you are. And uh, so, you know, a lot of that on, like you're saying, share employees, even down to the, the pictures, all that, um, all that makes a lot of sense. So um, we, we talked a lot about the brand and kind of the, the business and utility side. Um, are there some things that folks could do, whether they are looking for a job or not? Um, what, what, have, uh, what are some of the things that, that you've seen folks do um, on, on the personal side of their, their profile that, that you would consider um, you know, either best practices or, or some things to do and, and potentially some not to do? Right. Um, so for your personal brand, very, very similarly, you want to kind of just optimize your page. Um, 
ideally because eventually someday you might be job hunting, even if you're not actively job hunting, think about the photos that represent you, um, you know, skew to something professional, you know, maybe not you in sunglasses, you know, with a, with a beer in your hand, I'll just say it. And, uh, <laughs> right. But, um, I feel like when LinkedIn, you know, first came about, which, you know, fun fact, it actually predated Facebook. It, it is a little bit really? older than Facebook. It is. That would have been a trivia question that I lost. That's a good one. Yes. Um, but, you know, people were like, oh, I need connections. I need connections. I would still say that's true. Like go through, there was, I, I'm guilty. I would say, don't go to my LinkedIn page. Uh, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of those things where I follow a lot of social media best practices and I know them and I learn them and I absorb them and I share them, but I don't always put them in practice. Confession. And, um, but think about an attention grabbing description. For example, um, how your title, your current title, kind of that above the fold about section. I can't remember. So, okay, my title with the government, I could be with the government 100 years and my title may never change because that's the way it works. It's public affairs specialist. That doesn't mm -hmm. tell you anything about what I do, but I think I have something along the lines of digital storyteller and dot connector or people connector. You know, that tells you something. So get creative with the way um, you, you brand yourself on LinkedIn. And then I would say absolutely make those connections. Don't shy away because I no longer think that when people requested, you know, oh, I want to connect with someone, um, people immediately thought like, oh gosh, what do they want from me? You know, are they job hunting? Am I going to have to write a reference? Like, what is this? And now I see it a lot more socially. I, I, and in fact, what I'm loving about LinkedIn when, and what I've heard, um, not only heard from people, but also kind of read in, in, you know, the, <laughs> the social media best practices is that because, uh, I'll be blunt discourse on Facebook and other channels has gotten so political and mm -hmm. so divisive. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is kind of this, I don't want to say neutral. I don't, you know, cause there can still definitely be, um, sure. very timely, very, you know, difficult conversations that are had because it is also still news driven and industry driven. But, um, I'm seeing those social connections and those accolades and a lot of positivity on LinkedIn. That's just different. I think people mm -hmm. maybe bring a different version of themselves when they log on to LinkedIn. Um, right. They're there for a different purpose. They're there with mm -hmm. purpose. And um, yeah, so um, continue to make those connections. Uh, join groups. So one of the things that if you join groups, like for example, it could be an alumni group. Then when jobs do pop up, it will tell you like if you have a, a connection based on maybe your alumni group or um you know, what university you went to, things like that. It, it's kind of gets a little bit more granular um, groups. So actually speaking of groups, if we can kind of backtrack just a little bit sure. to sure. the company side. So not talking kind mm -hmm. of personal, but talking company. Uh, LinkedIn continues to add, um, I don't want to say bells and whistles, but functionality. They've, they've really sure. grown. They're even doing like LinkedIn learning and trainings. I don't know anything about that, but um yeah. They have, uh, so four utilities of a certain size for organizations. I believe it's over 200 employees, which I know is a lot. And I know that might not be a lot of our listeners, but they do have these options for, um, uh, it's a whole section called my companies. And so you can think of it like an intranet and it would complement your internal communications efforts. So speaking with your employees, it's also a way, and I think this is really cool. Um, we don't use it at BPA. 
But um, again, I, I think this this could be cool. Employees who identify themselves as working for your company, if you set up this whole my company section, it will aggregate and pull in the the content that your employees share. So I don't know if this ever happens to to folks who are listening, but you know, I happen to, so I work in communications. I work in a lot of external, you know, external facing communications, but I also happen to be friendly and friends with a lot of my peers. And so I will always, I'll be looking for photos. I'm like, oh my gosh, we need photos from the field. Or, oh my gosh, we need photos. And it's like pulling teeth to get photos. But yet then I go over to my Facebook and I'm like, wait, I'm friends with that person in the field and they're sharing oh, they're... photos from the field. Now, this is kind of like, you know, an answer to that. So you're able to see, you know, without connecting on Facebook or anything like that, any employee that self-identifies as working for your company, any content they share can be aggregated or um, kind of curated. And then okay. as a, a like a marketing or a you know PR person, you can comb through that and be like, oh, my gosh, you know, John Smith, you know, I don't want to say Joe Schmo, John Jane Smith, Jane um, sure. just shared this. Now I can email her and say, hey, this is a great story. Could we use this, you know, externally and then we're going to share it. So I think a lot of I think there's benefits to that. Um, but again, that's kind of part of the my company tab. So that's not always accessible to everyone. Um, but I do think one of the reasons people don't, you know, they're a little nervous to go on LinkedIn is they're like, oh, I don't I don't know how to feed the beast. Like that's a that's a new channel and it needs new content. And I don't know where to go to get content. Excellent. I was not familiar with that tab, but that's what I'm going to go check out and make sure that we've, we've got it set up and everything. I like that. Uh, well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk. Was there anything, uh, any other advice or anything else that we didn't get to maybe that you, that you wanted to cover or any questions that I didn't ask before we, uh, before we wrap up here? No, I think, I think the last thing that uh, at the Nick, I put up kind of the silly, silly slide, you know, quoting, quoting people, but I was quoting myself <laughs> and, yeah, right. uh, but it's, uh, the truth is people seek out your LinkedIn company page because they actually want to know more about you. And that doesn't always happen. I mean, in an outage, yes, people will go because they want to know about an outage. But when you really think about it, people find your page on purpose. They don't usually stumble on it. They might stumble on it. So they're, they're literally knocking on your door and saying, I want to know about you. I care enough about you that I go to your page and I want information. So at a bare minimum, um, get, give them what they want. Tell them a little bit about you. Put your best foot forward and toot your own horn because that's really what LinkedIn is about. Toot your own horn as a company and as a personal brand as well. Perfect. Well said. That's, uh, that's a good way to think about it. She is Carrie Carnes. She is a public affairs specialist with the Bonneville Power Administration. Thanks, Carrie, for joining us. Thank you, Andy. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Pioneer. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio 